Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Like for us, we see a lot of uh, opportunities in employee engagements, employee rewards, or you know, just just things to um, redesign the way people work. Like like what you've seen with Zoom, even here, like Streamyard, right? And last but not least, I guess it's in entertainment commerce. So a lot of uh, opportunities in podcasts, like <laughs> like where you are right now. Yeah, anything that that has live, uh, like live. Commerce, uh, social commerce—these things that keep communicating uh, with everyone. And hello, good evening, and welcome to the RJ Ledesma podcast. It's a lovely Tuesday evening. And I'm here right now celebrating this uh, birthday week of mine together with my wife here in the lovely island of Boracay, which just opened up again for tourism. So again, let's support our economy getting back on track. And again, thanks to everybody for listening here right now to the RJ Ledesma broadcast. Now, the signal can get a bit choppy over here. So please do bear with me as we continue with tonight's program. We hope that you all enjoy what we have in store for you because we've got our guests coming all the way from China to share with us the magic of Alibaba and also some alumni of the Alibaba Netpreneur Program. And before we start, allow me to again welcome all of you for the first timers here on the RJ Ledesma podcast. In my podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about business, what are their success secrets, how they've innovated their businesses during the pandemic, and more importantly, what opportunities do they see emerging in the new normal? Now, is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please let me know. Drop me a message. We are also live right now on Kumu, CBRC TV, Global Pinas, and now the Bounce Back Network. So again, thank you so much to everybody for joining us here this evening. Now, tonight is a show that I have been looking forward to because tonight we are speaking the good folks of the Alibaba Group, known also as Alibaba.com. It's a Chinese multinational tech company that specializes in, in e-commerce and retail. It owns and operates a diverse portfolio of companies all over the world in numerous business sectors. It is one of the top 10 most valuable corporations and is named the 31st largest public company in the world. And to tell us more about Alibaba and its upcoming program as well, the Digital Netpreneur Program, we have Doreen Yin and Chandi Zhuang, the senior advisors of the Alibaba Group, all the way from China. 
And joining us here tonight are two alumni of the Digital Netpreneur Program of Alibaba. We have my good friend Joshua Aragon, the founder and CEO of Zagana.com, which is a farm-to-kitchen platform that uplifts the lives of people using technology to bridge the gap between food producers and consumers. And Abby Victorino, who was an e-commerce strategist and as well the founder of Grocer Genie. So let's please welcome here on board uh, both Doreen and Chandy, all the way from China. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Hi, Hi Chandy. Thank you, RJ. Thank you. Hi, RJ. Thank, thank you, RJ, you for, for the invitation. Me. Nice to see you all here on the show. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the thing was a bit lagging, so I'll try to speak as, as, uh, as carefully as I can and expect a bit of a lag between uh, my question and probably your answer. Uh, but as we start off, I hope you don't mind, uh, Doreen and Chandy, there are a lot of Philippine startups very eager right now listening to the program, wanted to find out what exactly is this digital netpreneur program uh, of Alibaba? How will it be conducted uh, and do they have to to pay to join or do they have to uh, do they have to submit specific criteria or qualify to be part of the Alibaba program? Uh, Doreen, Chandy, please, please feel free to yeah. answer. Hi, entrepreneurs from Philippines. Nice to meet you all. And uh, it's really exciting for us to join the podcast by RJ. And it's a very new experience doing this podcast. And let me introduce uh, briefly the program. Actually, the Alibaba Entrepreneur Training Program is, is, um, is, uh, is initiated in uh, 2017. And uh, we have already done uh, um, about uh, more than 10 classes around the world. So most of them are in Southeast Asia countries and uh, some are in uh, African countries. So this uh, this program is actually initiated by Jack Ma himself during his first, first trip to Africa. So he wants to leverage Alibaba's experience and technology and also the mindset to to empower the entrepreneurs, especially young entrepreneurs and uh, women, and also um, students who are um, who wants to start up their their businesses to uh, globally. So, um, so that that is the very brief background of why we start up this uh, program. And this is actually a total nonprofit program. We don't charge on the tuition fee or material fee, so it's totally free. And um, so we will during the program. Actually, we are going to introduce how Alibaba. Actually, back to 20 years, Alibaba is only a startup, very small company, and there is not very strong threshold of competition against the competition. So um, now after 20 years, they have uh, grown to an ecosystem. We're going to also in the course introduce how Alibaba grow from um, a startup to an ecosystem and what are the business logic behind that. There are some like uh, experiences that can be, we think that can be um, um, introduced to to the entrepreneurs and it will take like six weeks and we will have two webinars one is mandatory live streaming actually one is mandatory and one is optional uh, every week and each webinar will take two around two hours so um, um after the two weeks uh, if you follow us very closely and uh, you um, complete all the sessions then we are going to give issue a certificate by alibaba business school electronic certificate to you wow. and uh, for yeah that's really exciting because actually we see many people are sharing are showing um their certificates online in the social media linkedin facebook and other social media channels after they graduate and uh, also um and the the most exciting part is actually top performers of the online course will be invited to come to hangzhou and enjoy 
join us for the offline session afterwards. Wow. Um, can I just ask, is there any sort of qualification or criteria to participate? First of all, do you need to be a startup or be involved in tech? And number two is, um, what, what stage is your startup? Should it be something that's already running? Or is it just, uh, can it be from the idea stage? Is it already running? Does it have to be two to three years old? How, how can you qualify for the program? Actually, the criteria is quite um, simple to say. Um, you have to be a founder or co-founder or CEO of the businesses. And because the, all the contents are designed from the perspective of a founder, co-founder or CEO, and as we will let them let the participants know what kind of decision shall be made as a, as the founder or CEO. So this is uh, one thing. And the other thing is uh, um, the course will be de delivered in English. So um, you have to understand and uh, can speak or write in English. And uh, the second part will be, um, yeah, we, 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 we target for startups, but um, very early stage can be, is fine. But we, um, we hope that uh, you, are, you have been running yourself your own businesses for more than two years. I see. It doesn't have to okay. be... So, so Chandi, coming from what Doreen was looking at, in the past uh, three years, uh, four years, I guess, since you set up the program for, for Alibaba oh, yes. uh, in, yes. this, in the Digital Netpreneur Program, more or less, what are you seeing as, as the key lessons that they can gain when they, when they go to the program? In particular, you know, they're learning from the example of how Jack Ma built, uh, built Alibaba. What particular lessons are you trying to teach them through this program? What, what, can they, what can they get from the program? What are the key highlights, Chandi? You know, the designer for the program, I would say, actually, the program um, is consisted of two parts. One is about digital China story. So the other is about Alibaba's practice. So on the one way, we would like to share something that is really happening now in China in terms of digital development to share how you know uh, the digital way is helping the SMEs and all the enterprises in China to develop their own businesses in a very fast and efficient way. So for, I think this is kind of the uh, a session for people to understand why, you know, in, especially in recent years, China can help, can, can develop so fast. And the other is we would like to share the Alibaba's practice in the last 20 years, um, especially, you know, uh, as, as people will know, Alibaba is very strong at um, strategy-driven companies. So uh, the most kind of the topics will be around how Alibaba makes strategy. Um, by the lack of the mission, vision, values, so on and so forth. So this is what we perceive, and Jack Ma himself perceived as one of the most important secrets for Alibaba's success. So, yeah, the two parts is most important. Okay, having said that, if I hope you don't mind, give us a little taste of what it's like right now. How, how is, what is different in the Chinese digital economy, you know, that makes it unique and has really helped MSMEs uh, grow fast. Can you share with us a few of these things that, that, will, that will excite uh, the, the, the Filipino startups or the Filipinos yearning to, for, for, for faster digital transformation in the Philippines? Mm -hmm. Man, of course, okay. So I think one of the very unique characteristics for Chinese uh, digital development is inclusiveness. So which means the barrier to entering to the digital is very, very low. And what we perceive these years in recent in China is that most of the people, no matter it's the big companies or small companies or even the farmers, rural farmers, they can buy leverage 
the digital technology to, you know, make themselves uh, make their lives much much better. And I will give one example: is that there is there is the village kind of the village which we named it, named it as Taobao villages, which means that all those rural farmers who are living in those villages are leveraging the Taobao platform. I would like to say Taobao is now、uh, one of the largest retail. Uh, marketplace, online marketplaces in the world, on the Alibaba sector, and、uh, they are leveraging the Taobao platform to sell their agricultural products out 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 of their villages and to improve their lives. And now, what we can perceive is over five thousand、wow. villages all over China benefiting from this pa- platform. And those, you know, if if you have the If you have the opportunity to visit China, visit all those villages. You will, you will, you will figure out that all those villages they're even living better, much sometimes much better than those people who are living in the in the cities. So this is kind of the characteristics. Yeah, in short, brief introduction, I just give you one example for you to 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 get some sense of how you know Chinese people are leveraging this di- digital technologies. You know,、okay. Andre, if uh, I am,、um, I, I want please, to jump in. Actually, people are living on the mobile, <laughs> so everything can be done on the mobile. You can buy everything on mobile. You can you can pay your bills, utilities on the mobile. You can make appointments with your doctor on the mobile, and、uh, you don't need to. There is no、um, scenario that you need to carry cash. You can do everything with your mobile. So、um, so this is uh, how um, how Chinese people are living.、Um, the The situation in China. So,、um, I, actually, we see、um, this is very impressive from the feedback of our previous entrepreneurs. And、uh, yeah, I, I want to add、uh, some other、um, content that adds on, on top of、uh, what have, Chandy has mentioned. Actually,、um, other than、um, all the experiences and uh, um, knowledge sharing from、uh, the experience of China's development and how Alibaba developed from a startup to an entre- entrepreneurs, we we put a very、um, big focus on how how to set up your company's mission, vision, values, and、uh, how to make it to an executionable、um, business strategy in the digital world.、Uh, no matter you are already a digital entrepreneur or you are from the traditional sector that looking for digital transformation, so those are very.、Um, Very practical, practical、uh, way of thinking, and、uh, that part of them are called by、uh, previous entrepreneurs、uh, mind blowing. Hey there, this is Nikki Torres. Check out Chief Best Friends, a podcast for work besties everywhere. If you've ever wondered whether business and friendship can mix, then this show is for you. This is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia. Doreen, can you share with us some strategies which you've taught also some of the small entrepreneurs? What what are the, some? You said these are very practical strategies. Maybe you can share because I like how Chandi was talking about、uh, inclusiveness, and Doreen, you were talking about everything is on. I mean, apps in China. I, I was there in, in Shanghai a couple of years ago with my family. I was, I saw Taobao. I saw how everything you know everybody just used the mobile for everything. But what are the basic strategies strategies you can teach? To, to to some MSMEs that are that are very that have been very very practical not only for the Chinese startups but for other startups that have been in the program. You mean take、um, as some examples、uh, of, from previous startups' experiences? Yes, yes. 
Yeah, um, of course. Actually, we have many examples uh, from uh, the previous entrepreneurs. Um, so the most recent one is actually um, uh, one entrepreneur from Malaysia. Um, he actually uh, joined the previous batch from Malaysia and uh, he visited China. And uh, when he came back to to the to the market to his his own country, he found that uh, there is a very um, bad process of uh, last mile delivery because uh, all the courier company they don't have uh, enough manpower to deliver the parcels to the doorsteps of each house, uh, each apartment. So uh, he he's he's uh, he he decided to to uh, to make some solutions for that. And um, so he started, what, what the, the way he started his business is quite a very um, entrepreneur mindset. So um, he started with uh, finding the win-win solutions and how the solution can benefit the, uh, the customer and how they can solve the, at the same time, solve the problems of couriers. So, um, so he started with this kind of like altruistic solution, a way. And uh, then his business grows very fast uh, during pandemic. And uh, his, uh, his, uh, I think his project is, is uh, included in the roadmap of uh, Malaysia, some like a digital roadmap. And uh, so he's, it's uh, rolling very fast to, to the rural um, areas of Malaysia. So we have many these kind of examples. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so for example, I just want to take this as example. We will, when we start from the mission, vision, and values, we will let them know that mission is very important for a company. Even you are a startup at the very early stage, you need to know and identify what are the core values that your business is going to deliver to your targeted customers. And uh, everything, um, your mission is just like the North Pole star, and it will uh, give you directions to the to the to, to the rest of your journey. And so, um, so this is. Uh, how mission need to be set up from the very early stage and uh, you need to stick to it. And uh, it has a, should have a long view that can be um, even, for example, I, uh, um, Alibaba's mission is to make it easy to do business anywhere. So um, even past uh, 20 years past, I think, I believe even like um, 100 years past, this mission still verify. We can still work to make the business easier to be operated in, in, in any like uh, time period. So it, it will not change according to the situation. I mean, the methodology can be changed, the strategy can change, but what we're trying to do is it keeps the, uh, kept the, same, the same. So this is, is some kind of like a methodology and the practices that we want to um, leverage Alibaba's experience and uh, uh, interpret it and uh, into some like yeah. uh, methodologies and uh, uh, transfer it to the entrepreneurs who are doing their own businesses. Uh, actually, as you were speaking, which this is what really intrigued me, Chandi and Doreen. Uh, it's the idea that when you actually do the Alibaba program, is that you get to understand how far you have to go. In other words, because you're seeing uh, where the Chinese digital transformation system is right now, you go, okay, so this is how far they've gone. Now I can see the gaps in my own country and see how I can yeah. fill in uh, those gaps that have been solved mm -hmm. uh, by, uh, by by going through the Alibaba program. And I also like very much how the methodology here you're saying, you know, it's really the vision and mission of the founders, which have to be very, very clear. I guess, in moving forward, because businesses can change, business models can change, methodologies can change, but it's a strong vision mission of the founder, uh, which is very important. Yeah, it's very right, actually. I like how, yes, you, exactly. how, how, yeah, yeah. how you explain it. 
yeah the first part is uh, some something that we we uh, we open eyes for the entrepreneurs let, let them know how far it is and what kind of opportunities there are if you take into account this current situation of your own market so find the opportunities and the second part is when you find the opportunities how to identify the solutions and how to make it your business plan I would like to say that apart from the、uh, program itself, I think we are also trying to create a network globally,、uh, not only in China, not only in Southeast Asia. Because as you, as we expand our training program,、uh, I think、uh, currently more than forty countries、uh, in different regions. So we would like to say、uh, people from the globe that they are connecting in this network and helping each other, learning from each other. So also after the learning program, we have the alumni、uh, community for all our entrepreneurs that they can keep learning,、uh, keep learning from from China, keep learning from Alibaba, and keep learning from each other. So that's the thing we 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 want to send as gift to all our alumni and entrepreneurs in, from this program. Again, your network is your net worth. So、uh, the great thing about which actually excites me about the program right now is when you come in. You have a great ecosystem of different people that you can contact from around the world in China, in Africa, in Europe, just to say, "How are you doing things over there? Let me let me borrow your business、yeah. model and see if it works in my own country." And I I think that's one of the biggest yeah, benefits of actually doing yeah, a program like this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Oh, having said that,、um, I hope you don't mind, Chandy, just just to help save a bit on the bandwidth. We're going to put you guys backstage as I welcome two of your alumni to talk a bit a bit more about your program. So, can I bring on stage、uh, Josh Joshua Aragon of Zagana, who's actually done the Alibaba program together with my good friend、uh, Abby Victorino of、uh, Grocer Genie. Guys, thanks so much for joining me here、uh, on the show. Hi,、hey、Josh. How are you? Hi, Hi RJ. Hi, Hi Josh. Hi, RJ. Thank you for having me. Good to see you guys virtually. So,、um, now、uh, as we start, I know that you guys did the Alibaba program. I, I'm just curious when you guys did it. Obviously, it was pre-pandemic, right? So you were actually able to go over to China, right, and, and participate in the program. Was that right,、uh, Abby? Yes, I was part of the first batch.、Uh, Josh, I think, is so, the second or third batch. I was.、Uh, well, I think Abby froze. <laughs> yeah, I'm part of the first batch, and then、uh, I I was there, and I actually met Jack Ma. I was very lucky enough because since we were in the first、uh, Asia class, Jack Ma、um, graced our last day, second to the last day of the training. Wow! Now、uh, I have a question. When you guys joined the Alibaba program, did you also have to go through any stringent criteria to enter, or you just applied? How, how did you guys find out about it, Josh? Ikaw naman, Josh. How did you find out about the, the program? Well, I attended one of the events、um, in Idea Space. So they were promoting、uh, the Alibaba E program, E Founders program, and I think Abi was the one who organized the event with Magellan. Yes. And that time, actually. Um, hindi ko hindi ko alam yung mga participants, and I found out that Steve Rain was one of the participants, and he found out when I entered the batch six of、uh, the Alibaba eFounder program. That was in June of 2019. This is a question I think everybody wants to know. Did you get to meet Jack Ma? Did you shake his hand?、Uh, did. did he invest in your business? No. <laughs> I had a selfie with him, so that's my prized picture. I I think it's my default photo on WhatsApp and and.、Uh, Clubhouse forever. Ikaw Josh, nakilala mo rin ba? Unfortunately, hindi siya nakarating. But but he was supposed to attend. Um, but because there was a pre-event with、uh, Bill Gates Foundation, I I believe. So he went. He flew there, 
and then sayang we weren't able to meet him okay um, and i'm sure this program i mean thanks for volunteering for being here in the sh- uh, being on this podcast because you know it, it must have been truly uh, you know something very inspiring because you're you're here together with with the good folks of alibaba now here's an interesting thing like in my other hat that i wear i actually have a show called bright ideas and both of you have been my guests on on my show bright ideas i'm very happy to have had both of you over there no now I'm going to ask you a bit more about about the first company that you had, Abby, which is what you entered, which was uh, Style Genie. Um, yes. Let's talk a bit more about the the problem that you know, or the pain point that you were solving with Style Genie, and how after you launched uh, Style Genie, how did things pivot for you? How did things uh, broaden your perspective after doing the Alibaba program? What did you pick up from there that you were able to reapply to the, towards the growth of your business, Abby? Please. Please share with us. Thank you, RJ. Yes. So my first startup is Style Genie. I launched it in 2016. Um, basically, we're solving the problem of every person who screams, I have nothing to wear every morning. So <laughs> that's our pain point that we're trying to solve. And it has uh, been doing well uh, since 2016 until the pandemic happened. To answer your question, how Alibaba changed uh, Style Genie or how I manage Style Genie and, and my, my new businesses right now, uh, which is Grocery Genie and Shopstitch, it helped me a lot in terms of focusing on really the, the, the business side of things, the culture side of uh, me as a founder and uh, as you know a team leader, and also having the bigger picture like i'm not before the alibaba e-founder fellowship i was doing more about uh, i was doing the business more for my passion and more for like solving the specific problem which is fashion um sustainability and um solving the problems of our customers right but joining the alibaba e-founder fellowship and having met these amazing founders from all across Asia Pacific, uh, Jack Ma himself and the executives who actually um, lectured uh, or, or moderated the classes. Imagine the executives of all um, major companies of Alibaba um, doing the actual lessons in the span of two weeks. Uh, we had 37 classes. <laughs> it's like a master class in digital economy. So anyway, aside from uh, meeting these amazing people, what really um, stuck to me is that as a startup founder and as a digital, uh, as a startup founder in the digital space in the Philippines, we are the game changers. We are the innovators, and we should be doing more than just making money or, or innovating things or changing the way things are done. We're we should be doing this more for the economy, for you know, for the benefit of many many people or the many, many stakeholders that will benefit your startup. Like for us, we transitioned to uh, helping create more jobs, helping create more um, opportunities for businesses going online. So yeah, that that's the, the key takeaways that I had or, or the, the key changes uh, with me as a founder and, and how I did business after the Alibaba program. Yeah, and uh, Abby, actually, I want to go back also to you in a bit because um, you and, and Josh have very interesting startup stories because your original story or your original startup <laughs> is not where the startup is right now. But then yes. you get a lot of insight, and and I want to I want to get I want to get back into that a bit. But but Josh, you know, for the people who haven't heard yet of of what you've been doing, you no, know, because Josh technically has been in the startup game for a couple of years now because you didn't start off with Zagana. You started off with a uh, pushcart. Is that right, Josh? Yes, yes. I started pushcart in 2017. Uh, back when I don't even know what a startup is. Basically, just opens. <laughs> even tech, I don't know what tech is. <laughs> but I came from an engineering background, and I was actually 
uh, more of uh, when we did our thesis back in college, we were able to win one of the uh, gold pitch in Intel DST Asia Pacific Challenge. And that's where I saw what a startup is. Um, but okay. eventually, after attending Alibaba with Pushcart.ph, I used that knowledge because basically we have professors who are practitioners in, the, in those industries. They are VPs or presidents of Taobao, um, the rural e-commerce, which is Taobao Village as well, um, and other sites uh, in Alibaba Group. So one of the professors that I met there is Professor Wei Ruchen. Um, so I asked, I even texted him because after the session, learning from his, uh, from his lectures, I messaged him personally. I asked what he thinks about my industry, which is the last mile. So he actually messaged back and I'm, I'm actually uh, shocked and excited that he, he even uh, saw my text because I, I believe there's a lot of people messaging him as well. And I'm very glad that he messaged back and he told me that even though last mile delivery is one of the hottest trends uh, in the industry right now, in the startup industry. Um, but you, I have to focus on uh, sourcing and supply chain because that's where the money is. And that's how you will build your uh, business to last. And I believe that uh, building startups, you need to have positive cash flow. And that's what Alibaba is aiming for always, the, the positive uni unit of economics. So I learned a lot about uh, doing this, um, especially with um, going to different sites of uh, where the Alibaba team has brought us, um, one of which was the uh, Taobao village, the rural e-commerce, where they have put up different uh, community centers um, and where farmers or even the communities were able to generate uh, uh, livelihood uh, or where, where they were able to uplift their lives in that area. So one of the villages that um, Chandi mentioned, it was earning 10 million RMB. Wow. Um, <laughs> yes. Imagine, imagine the whole, um, the whole village is working together uh, for a certain goal or for a certain mission. And one of which is we went to this village. Uh, they're actually a walnut uh, producer yes. or manufacturer, and they actually ship it not just locally but globally. So imagine how many lives they were able to uplift. And one of which I saw there's a BMW also. Yeah, in one of the farms. And I'm, I was shocked. It's owned by one of the farmers as well. <laughs> so bringing this and getting exposed to all of the uh, digital technologies in China, the aim of the program, of the Alibaba eFounder program, is to bring all the knowledge back to your local country and eventually apply it. Um, so that's why we were able to open up Zagana. Um, I saw the rural e-commerce is rising. Me and so, Steve uh, started So basically, Zagana. Zagana, Zagana was something that was inspired by your Alibaba visit because you saw the Taobao villages, right? That, that's that's yes, something that said, yes. why can't we do it over here? Is that right? Correct. Uh, why is that our farmers here are not living properly? Like, uh, why don't they have a good life? Because basically, when I go to our farms, you will see how, how much uh, harvest they have. They have bountiful harvest. Uh, the land that you could see there, it's basically theirs. And why don't they generate uh, revenue? Um, because there's a lot of traders that's um, usually not helping them in terms of their livelihood. They try to buy the, the produce at a lower price um, and they don't treat them properly. Still thinking of what career is best for you? My name is Pat Soyo. Check out my podcast where we answer questions and debunk job descriptions by interviewing professionals so we can put an end to our career search. This is Job Defined. 
available on wherever you listen to your podcast. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. Now, having said this, no, I mean, this is the interesting question which I want to pose actually to both of you. Uh, why I'm impressed with you is because you were able to, you had to pivot from your original model to a new model as well, right? From, so like with, with Abby, from Style Genie uh, and in the midst of the pandemic, it became Grocer Genie, right? And and as far as I'm concerned, Abel, I hope you don't mind, arguably, Abby, I think Grocer Genie is a step above what you're doing for Style Genie because it helps more people. I hope you don't mind me saying that, no? And, and for you, Naman, uh, just the evolution was from Pushcart. I, I, I need to understand better from Pushcart. Did you stop Pushcart or evolve Pushcart into what Zagana is right now? Because that's just the nature of being in the startup game. Sometimes your first business idea isn't the most isn't the ideal business idea, but you need a disruption like this pandemic to, to sort of you know evolve your concepts. Abi, what was it like for you? Um, how did you know? Uh, how did this pandemic help refine your thinking? And did 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 your learnings as well from from the Alibaba Netpreneurship help you move forward with what you did in terms of the pivot of your business from Style Genie to Grocer Genie. Yes, well, I think echoing what uh, Joshua shared, no, I also witnessed the Taobao rural village. I think Chandi mentioned a bit about that village as well. And it was super inspiring how one village with one product actually could do it, could actually survive. Well, it's pre-pandemic then, but they also were having a lot of problems selling uh, their key product then, which is walnut. So how e-commerce changed that, uh, for them is really, really inspiring for me. And having been in the industry, the e-commerce industry since 2013, I know that there's so much potential in there. And uh, even though uh, IATF said that uh, fashion is a non-essential <laughs> last year, I know that e-commerce still is still going to be, uh, or me as a founder in, in the e-commerce space, uh, should still be, um, you know, doing more and doing, um, uh, you know, job creation despite of the pandemic. So what happened there last year um, during March was that um, since fashion is a non-essential, as, as they saying, uh, um, what is the essential product? What are the essentials then? So we focus on groceries instead. This way we kept the jobs of our shoppers uh, at our riders. And of course, uh, we didn't really like expect that the, the the customer feedback or the the reaction of the customers would be great because there's so many players in the space also uh like here pushcart and zagana um, but we actually partnered with zagana as well and in the early days because um groceries wouldn't be complete without fresh goods right so there's even that uh, sense of collaboration which we also learned from alibaba um having been exposed to like different kinds of founders uh, from different digital spaces, not just the e-commerce, but also agri-tech, logistics, um, tourism, even tourism, what's that? Agri-tourism, there's big data, and all these you will learn in the span of two weeks. And netpreneurs here that we're um, implying, uh, inviting everyone is going to be longer. It's six weeks. So I can just imagine the amount of knowledge that you can actually learn and if we learn from the two weeks, I really, really, uh, I actually apply it again. <laughs> I actually apply it again. <laughs> because, I mean, I joined three years ago. So maybe there's a lot of things that are new. And and, and even from Josh's uh, batch, we learned a lot from him. So 
yeah, I guess uh, to answer your question, how Alibaba again helped that pivot happen, it's because we we have been exposed to what's possible, and and we have gained th this knowledge from the the Alibaba Alibaba program and our colleagues who are uh, part of the the batches. So that's why it was easy and not easy, but it was like instant for for me as well to like uh, not think about it too much uh, and 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 just pivot. What I like about what you had to say, Abby, was that, you know, the great thing about the Alibaba program is that you get to pick and choose from different business models, which you were actually uh, exposed to over there. And you know what, guys, you know, I, I've been I've been following Abby, Abby's friend on Facebook, so I can see that she hasn't gotten much sleep since the start of this pandemic. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because her business has been has, her business has been booming. If you need a job yeah. right now, she's looking for her for her A team yeah, right I'm now hiring. for, for Grossadini <laughs> again. Uh, congrats, Abby. Josh, I know for on your part, Naman, tell me a bit more. How did Pushcart your into um into Zagana? How did uh, your how did Alibaba also help you know expand your mind in, in helping you come up with the current business model you have right now amidst this pandemic? So when I entered uh, Alibaba, uh, the e-founder program, uh, I entered as Pushcart at PH, which enables uh, it, it's an online grocery that enables supermarkets to go online. So we have pickers inside. We have fulfillment team uh, that picks and packs and as well as deliver the groceries. Um, so I entered Alibaba with the mindset of scaling up. And after which, after all the lectures, after meeting a lot of uh, Southeast Asian entrepreneurs and also attending um, the HEMA, uh, which is the, their online grocery, uh, which Alibaba's online grocery, um, I learned a lot about uh, automations and how you would fulfill all the products 100% and delivered it within 30 minutes to the consumers. So basically that's what Zagana is doing uh, because, and also there's also product traceability. You will know where the products are coming from uh, and you will know the calories and also they have all this technology um, in place. Maybe blockchain is already in place. They have um, supermar online supermarkets. They have like food uh, as well inside, inside Herma. So basically, one third is fulfillment, one third is food, one third is groceries. So with all these learnings, I actually tried to learn everything and bring it to the Philippines. But um, and I saw that it, with Pushcart, uh, because we only we only get it from the supermarkets. I found out in the shelves inside the supermarkets why there's only a couple of uh, brands in the fresh produce, which is fruits and vegetables. So I kept wondering why the prices are very high um, and that when you go to the farms, it's actually very low. So we tried to study rural e-commerce um, and put it in place. Uh, so that's why Zagana uh, was built. When we went to one of the farms in Benguet, which is in Bugyas, uh, we interviewed the farmers. We saw how hard life is there and we started working on a mission uh, to uplift their lives and to bridge the gap between food producers and consumers. So eventually Zagana was born and we were able to get the learnings and applied it in Zagana. And that's basically, wow. that's how we, we scaled up the technology in terms of instant commerce because we saw how uh, Herma was doing it 30 minutes and we, could, we were, were now actually doing 30 minutes delivery in the wow. Philippines. Wow. Congrats. Wow. So, you know, as I'm listening to you guys, it looked like at one point in this discussion, uh, if the timing was correct, you'd actually be competitors with the, same, with the same grocery platform. But technically right now, how I'm seeing things is that it's a, it can actually be 
uh, collaborators because one is uh, specializing in 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 the in the vegetable in the fruit and vegetables and getting the last mile out there. Yeah. But then Abi naman focuses uh, on grocery genie. So hopefully, if you guys do get together and start working together, please. Please make sure to remember that the Arjuna Desma podcast has a commission in that one. Okay? Yes. So. <laughs> we actually work together, right, Josh? Like last yes, yes, year. Yes, we do. Yeah, but then, oh, we focus on B2B. That's why. So we haven't had much orders on fresh yet, but let's talk later. <laughs> yes, definitely. We're, we're focused on consumers, B2C. Thanks, RJ. Thanks, RJ, for like reuniting us here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks guys. And with that, just don't leave just yet. I want to just call back uh, Doreen and, and Chandy back here on the stage. And guys, do please stay around. Uh, I want to ask them a couple more questions about the Alibaba Netpreneur Program. So if you can bring back uh, to the front of the stage both Chandy and Doreen, and very inspiring because what was really interesting, Chandy, was as I was listening to Josh's story, it's something he directly wow. picked up because he exposed him to the Taobao villages and said, let's bring that Proud of you guys. Yeah. So that's really good. Thank He'll you. be even prouder if you can give them some investment money as well. Some Series A from Jack Ma would be very helpful as well uh, for Zagana. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Doreen or Chandy, please feel free, any of you, to, to share a bit more. You know, uh, you know what's interesting about the, the podcast is people like hearing stories of, of how people became entrepreneurs in the first place. And you know, you know your founder, Jack Ma, everybody loves hearing the story of Jack Ma, you know as being a, from an English teacher who, did, who couldn't get into, you know, into an Ivy League school in the States. But I, I want to hear from you guys. Tell us a bit more about, about Jack Ma, okay? Uh, because you've had personal experience with him. I want to know your story. What was the pain point that led to his creation uh, of Alibaba? And, and how is it like to work with him as an entrepreneur? Tell us a bit more about some of the entrepreneurial traits which you really admire about Jack and, and, and you know, you, you, you think has made Alibaba grow. So who wants to tell the story of the Ma and Alibaba? Uh, I would like to say we are, we are kind of trying to invite Jack to come, come, come to join our class to share one of uh, the I most think... important lessons to, to, yeah. Because, you know, um, when, when, we are, when we are designing the, uh, the lectures, uh, we noticed that one of the most important things for Jack to becoming the entrepreneur, I think that should be the mission. Uh, for himself, I guess many people may heard may have heard about the story that um, before Jack launched Alibaba Group, he actually uh, failed in many kind of the businesses. For example, the translation agencies or, or China Yellow Page, so on and so forth. The project, um, and I think he learned a lot from that, and he knows very well about how difficult. Um, that the SMEs are running businesses in China um, because his experience, he have, have very kind of, you know, full experience of that. So when he launched Alibaba, um, although he's not quite clear about how to state machine, but he's, he has a very humble mind that he can help those SMEs do this easy in the world. And that's the reason he, he launched this company. And I think it, it later became Alibaba's mission that is to make it easy to do business anywhere. And we later noticed that all the strategies, all the business movement is pivoting around this mission and all the visions is also set based on this mission. So I think that's one of the most important reasons that Jack always told us that make Alibaba successful. And this is 
kind of the secret that he perceives, the gift he wants to share to the, all the young entrepreneurs over the globe. And that's why he asked us to, you know, set, set, you know, to help him to set design a lecture for all of our alumni. He, he, he actually he used to hand to share in one of our reunions for our Alibaba, uh, you know, the, the alumni of our program. But, you know, for the sake of the COVID-19, um, you know, he, he, he just missed that kind of the opportunity. And maybe I think in the future, Jack, Jack himself will share to all of our entrepreneurs in the future. It's hard to summarize, and uh, but there are some like, uh, and just like you can see it from uh, from Abby and Joshua, they are very quick with uh, identifying the opportunities. And uh, when they see the opportunity or some practices, they can apply it to where um, it uh, there is an opportunity, and uh, they are quite uh, perseverant and um, mission driven. So this is. Uh, um, I think uh, what uh, what we see from uh, the so far successful entrepreneurs, the the common quality from them. Given that you're also seeing what all these different startups are doing, can you just share with me what do you see as the opportunities right now that many startups can answer around the world, whether developing country or developed countries, especially in the light of this pandemic? This pandemic has shown a lot of weaknesses and also a lot of strengths in many countries, right? It's also shown the importance of digital transformation. But as we move forward with the Alibaba program, as we, as we move forward with many of these startups getting into business, what do you think are emerging opportunities which startups can address around the world uh, in, in their respective countries? Chandi and Doreen, please feel free to answer. I think from actually we have done like uh, three batches of, of the online courses and uh, from the figures we see um, a very obvious increase in the sec digital sector, including um, online education. Um, online health, ICT solutions, big data, and also um, online gaming and entertainment. So those are the very um, small sectors that uh, we see the profiles from the pre previous batches, but we see a very um, sharp increase in that sector, those sectors. So this is uh, um, the fact. And uh, we also see that uh, um, many, uh, as, as, uh, as uh, a lot of uh, our entrepreneurs are doing um, digital, uh, doing business in the digital area, and uh, some uh, there are still some like entrepreneurs who are in the traditional businesses, traditional retail and distribution, and they are seeking for digital transformation. So actually, there are like uh, vast opportunities brought by and were were reinforced by the pandemic. The digital solutions um, provider can be uh, can be another opportunity for the entrepreneurs to be mm -hmm. focusing on because there are high demand for that. And also, like uh, how to do, uh, um, how how to carry on your work, remote working. So those are the increasing opportunities we have seen from uh, from uh, the interactions and profiles of our entrepreneurs. Yes, I agree with Doreen that um, actually we perceive these opportunities uh, from two from two sides. One is that. Um, the opportunity is, you know, as, as all of us know that the pandemic is becoming the most important turning point. So it will change our life totally, you know, from, from last year, from this year on. And so we perceive the opportunities from two sides. One is to mirror our physical lives into the digital world, which means e-commerce, education, um, health, healthcare, so on and so forth. And the other is, and what we perceive, especially in China, is that 
the young people, especially the young generation, they have the totally different lifestyles rather than you know the old generations like us. Um, so their life is their life is totally you know created relying on the digital world. So I think in the future the digital game will becoming more and more important. And what's more beyond that is not only about the game, but all maybe most of their life will 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 be will be conducted. So what we see that maybe the metaverse will become another and very very important opportunities for all of us now are doing the businesses we need to think about the future what if you know the next generation they're totally living in a digital world how should we do our business with them so this is this is i think as the opportunity opportunity for the future next 10 years or 20 even 20 years hey there My name is Chloe. Just dropping by this podcast to tell you that I'm on one too. It's called The Great Connections Podcast. Over there, we talk about the lives of Filipinos overseas at ang diskarte sa buhay OFW. So go ahead and listen to The Great Connections Podcast after you finish this episode, okay? The Great Connections Podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. See you there! The Great Connections Podcast. Thanks so much, Chandi. Uh, Rala, great insight too. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to absorb everything right now, Doreen and Chandi. That's a lot. That's a lot for many entrepreneurs just to get their entrepreneurial mindset going. And having said that, um, I want to turn out to both Abby and to Josh because uh, they're seeing the situation on the ground here in the Philippines. And I really appreciate how they've been able to pivot their businesses and see what's what's happening on the ground. What do you see on, on your part, Abby, as the opportunities that continue to grow for, for startups here in the country. What are these other aspects that, you know, we're not big players, but the great thing about uh, this pandemic is that it, it, it's leveled the playing field. So many small people, small players are able to go up and, and then have, have grown so much in this crisis. So what do you think the opportunities that people can still get into right now, uh, Abby, given, your, 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 uh, given your, pers- your perspective of things? Yeah, I agree with uh, what Doreen said, actually. Um, the education side uh, in the Philippines really, really needs, um, you know, some tech people to digitize these, um, you know, our universities from, you know, kindergarten to, to college or to even special classes. There's also a lot of play in terms of employee or um like for us, we see a lot of uh, opportunities in employee engagements, employee rewards, or you know, just just things to um, redesign the way people work. Um, so, like like what you've seen with Zoom, even here, like Streamyard, right? And last but not least, I guess it's in entertainment commerce. So a lot of uh, opportunities in podcasts, like <laughs> like where you are right now, and. Uh, yeah, anything that that has live, uh, like live commerce, uh, social commerce, these things that keep people um, connected or people like up to date and people like communicating uh, with everyone. Josh, how about you? Your perspective on the opportunities? I mean, you the agriculture is a, was a very bright spot actually last year. Uh, even when the economy tanked because of the crisis, the only bright spot was the agricultural industry, which is a big thing. And as you can see in China, I mean, with Taobao and in our rural agriculture and uh, and one of the farmers driving a BMW, we see that there is a great potential for our farmers here. 
what are you seeing as great opportunities, particularly in your sector, and how it how it can still improve for many un entrepreneurs? So let me give you a background of where I came from. So June of 2019, we attended the Alibaba eFounder program. And in October of 2019, we started working on the concept of rural e-commerce. Uh, we incorporated Zagana in January of 2020, serving for the restaurants. But eventually, because of the lockdown, we had to pivot it to consumers. And that's where instant commerce came in. Uh, we were uh, able to get um, like marketplaces like Grab, Food Panda, Lazada, Shopee, who immediately uh, approached us and asked if we could serve fresh produce through their platforms. So it became that we fulfilled the produce for them. Uh, we get it direct from the farms in Benguet, Bataan, uh, and so forth, where we fulfill it in our storages and deliver it to the consumers uh, within 30 minutes. And that's what happened uh, using uh, technology in terms of cold storage, in terms of logistics systems, in terms of uh, order taking through multiple platforms. And um, I guess it's it's not just uh, the technology behind it, but it's about building the infrastructure. So even if you have the right technology, um, the infrastructure is the one that is um, pushing or moving uh, the building blocks. And you ha that's why when, when there's a pandemic, I, we were actually outside fulfilling the orders, me and my team. We started with three people and eventually now, right now we're actually 80 to 100 uh, people who is fulfilling. Wow, fresh wow, congratulations, huh? Yes, and um, I, my, my family is actually calling me crazy because I'm, we're actually the ones outside, even in the height <laughs> of the pandemic. <laughs> But because uh, he and Abby, actually, Abby is also, uh, every day we're outside, we, we even sleep in the office just to fulfill produce um, and get the produce direct to the consumers. And I believe as frontliners, we are uh, fulfilling our mission as well in terms of uh, uplifting lives using technology because we give uh, our best in order to save more lives and able to provide more convenience to people. Awesome, awesome story from both of you guys. It seems that you and Abby are lacking for sleep, Josh, but for very good reasons. And I, I just want to resonate what you said earlier on. You're using technology to uplift lives. And I think it's such a great advocacy uh, that you have over here. I just want to let everybody know uh, right now, I'd like to give, give, give a big thanks to our good friends from Kumu. Kumu is a Pinoy live streaming app where you can connect with Filipino streamers and celebrities. Use our link in the description right now to follow some of your favorite Kumu streamers and guys, you know, I wish I had more time here on the show. It's been really mind blowing and it excites me even more to not just uh, to join. Uh, hopefully, Doreen and Chandy, we get to our, our old start gets to join, but also invite more people to join here as well. Uh, Doreen, can you just invite one more time? Where can people apply right now uh, for the for the Alibaba Netpreneur program from the Philippines? Um, yeah, I, uh, I we, we, can, we actually have the application page on our official website. Maybe I can, yeah. Um, let me give a brief introduction uh, on the timelines. Actually, uh, the applications, online applications, are already open and uh, until um, until the twenty first of uh, June, and uh, the online course will be kicked out on, kicked off on the twenty first of July and ends on first of September. 
So, um, so uh, you can scan the QR code at the corner of the page to to uh, to apply online, and uh, we are expecting to have um, like seventy to eighty entrepreneurs from Philippines to join for the first Alibaba Entrepreneur online course. And with that, thank you so much. We look forward to having a lot more Filipino entrepreneurs go into the program. Um, Chandi, I'm sure you, you you agree with me that. Uh, you must be very proud of, of your of your alumni over here. And we're, we're looking forward to having more Filipino alumni joining the Alibaba program. Let's grant more wishes to Filipino startups who want to uplift lives through technology. So again, guys, thank you so much for guesting here on the show. Uh, Chandi Zhuang and Doreen Yin, all the way from Alibaba, guys. Cheshe, thank you so much for joining us over here on the show. Of course, Abby and Josh, thank you as well for, for repping the Philippines there with Alibaba. Guys, this has been the RJ Ledesma Podcast. And if you guys enjoyed the podcast here this evening, listen up. Please to make sure to follow us. Uh, please make sure to subscribe and invite more friends to listen to the RJ Ledesma Podcast. This has been a lovely Tuesday evening, guys. I hope you're all safe at your homes. And again, I'll see you again next week for the next RJ Ledesma Podcast. Abby, Josh, Chandy, Doreen, stay around for a photo the after the and broadcast ends. Again, guys, the thanks so much. Creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 